0: Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Talking US Emily podcast. My name is Dr. Paul. If this is your first time visiting, let me take this opportunity to welcome you to the show. Whether you're in pre med, med school, or you're just looking for some tips on productivity, inspiration, motivation, and becoming successful, you're in the right place. Before we dive in, please do me a huge favor and let us know how we're doing by leaving us a rating. 5 stars if you're enjoying the show. Let's not waste any more time. Let's dive in to today's episode. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode. I am here with Dr. Stavros. My name hey is everybody. Dr. Paul. Today, we're going to answer some of your questions from Reddit. You guys are asking awesome questions on Reddit, but sometimes the answers aren't all that awesome. We want to make sure that you get great responses, answers, and feedback to your questions so that you can move forward confidently in your medical career. Before we dive in, don't forget to hit that like button. Don't forget to subscribe, set up notifications so that we can send you every new video we release. All right, Dr. Stavros, let's jump in and let's go over the first question today. You want me to do it or do you want to take care of it? Uh, I'll take it. You take the first, I'll take the second. Go for it.
1: So OBGYN, title says OBGYN for non-US IMGs. Hey, guys, anybody here who's a non-US IMG and has matched for OBGYN? I need some guidance for the same. Any kind of help will be appreciated. Please comment even if you know someone who's a non-US IMG and matched for OBGYN. So you want to jump in, Doc, and I can just throw my two cents?
0: Yeah. I know a bunch. I actually have uh, a friend that I went to med school with who got into OB-GYN, average step one score, average step two CK score, Um, good personality, so got interviews and probably just shined there. Um, I also have a friend who just matched in this last cycle, uh, Canadian. Beautiful. Uh, Average step one score, I believe, probably a decent step two CK score. Um, Mashed into ob in Chicago. So it happens okay. all the time. Okay. It's not its not one of those things where it's unheard of. It's not, you know, super, super common, but it's definitely doable with, with decent scores. And if you want to jump in, Doc, I'm going to pull up some stats
1: sure. on
0: average step one and step two CK scores. So,
1: so I love, I mean, I love the, the fact that this individual worldliness, ILL, jumped out and posted this. Unfortunately, anything we say won't really help you because you kind of want a pat on the back. We kind of want a little boost of motivation, inspiration, because I could say, yes, I know 35 students that have matched. doesn't do you any good. You're just like, oh, okay, this person, Dr. Stowers, Dr. Paul, knows someone who got in, so there's a chance for me. There's always a chance, but that goes back to are you dedicated enough to study really hard to get step one, score high, score high on step two, CK, have letters of recommendation, you know, show programs that you love ob because it is a competitive program. One of my mm-hmm. good friends is a chief. Is actually now is an attending. He was a chief at a hospital in Chicago, won't, won't name the name. And he goes to me, whoever wants to go to OB, buckle down. It's a boot camp. But that's with any kind of residency program. So the work was going to be there. They're going to ride you hard like any program, but you have to study. You have to score very well because other people who are applying to this competitive program will have high scores how can you get in unless you have other things to offer so again like dr paul mentioned there's many things involved instead just scores but you have to buckle down study prepare and really put all that work in or else you won't you won't get there simple as that
0: yeah yeah residency is a boot camp and you should welcome it because the the harder it is the better you're going to be down the road you should never You should never go into something and hope that it's easy, especially residency because lives are at stake here. All right. So I have some criteria here. Um, Whenever someone asks about getting into a specialty, instead of just, like you said, saying, yeah, we know a bunch of people and that doesn't really give you anything objective that you can use. I want to give you some actual raw data. So I'm going to talk here about step one scores, CK scores, research, uh, number, abstracts, presentations, publications, work experience and volunteer. Um, this can be found at the aamc.org website. I'll actually put a link in the video description below. Now, these are a couple years old, but still relevant. So when we look at average step one, step two CK scores for OBGYN, the average step one score we're looking at is 227.9, so 228. The average step two CK score is 242.7. Let's round that up to 243. So we're looking at 228, 243 averages. But the important thing to keep in mind is that that's the average. The lowest 10% of students who match into OB-GYN, the average step one is 207. The average CK is 223. So what does that tell you? Your CK score needs to be in the 220s, even right. on the lower end. Right. Now, if we go to the, the top 25 percentile, the lowest 25 percentile, pardon me, we're looking at an average step one score of 216, an average CK of 233. So step right. one, still not that high. Now, if you wanna to go to the top, 95th percentile. That's where it gets really good. 248 step one, 262 CK. Juicy, juicy. But the point here is that you can score between a 207 and a 248. Is it 248? Yeah. On step one, 207 to 248. That's the entire spectrum. That's huge. You can also score anywhere from 223 on CK up to 262. This is of course the number of students who match. Now, that means that you don't necessarily need to crush your steps, but your CK better be high. If it's, if it's under 223, you're basically off the chart on the lower end. You don't have a shot. Now, the other things that are important are research experience, um, the number of abstracts, presentations, publications. So on average, how many do you think research experiences for an OBGYN who matched? What's the average um, you think?
1: Research, uh,
0: five, six, maybe? It's actually 2.7.
1: Two point seven.
0: That's the average. Now, the lowest tenth percentile has zero. Hmm. The lowest twenty, the lowest twenty fifth, one. But then when you get up to the 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 top, the top ninety five percentile, we're looking at five. Okay. Looking at five. Okay. Yeah. Now, they've categorized abstracts, presentations, and publications together. The average is four. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, that lowest ten percentile, zero. Lowest twenty five one. But then when you get to the top 95, that's, there's 10. Wow. Abstracts, presentations, things like that. That's important. And I'm going to tell you in a minute why these numbers are important. Now there's two more, there's work experiences and there's volunteer. The average work experience is 3.4 number of volunteer experiences. Any? what do you think? Just the
1: average six to eight.
0: It's eight. It's eight. Now it's eight at the lowest end. It's three. So even the lowest 10% of okay. students who match, three. The highest is 14. Oh, good. So the reason why I wanna bring all this up is number one, like we said, we can't just tell you, these are the people who are gonna match. We know how many people match. You need raw data so that you can strive for these things. The other thing is, and this is where this really comes important is, if you don't crush certain areas, like the step one, You can make up for it by having more research, more presentations, more work experience, more volunteer experience. It doesn't take anything to volunteer except to call places. You could volunteer at the local pet shelter, do something you like, but get the volunteer experience under your belt. So if you score, let's say, in the lowest 25 percentile on your step one, you get 216, but you decide I'm going to just outshine everybody with volunteer experiences and you get 15 the top of the top get 14 all of a sudden you start to balance yourself out so if here's the average and you know your step one down here but you've got all these other things up here that you can really control all of a sudden you start to average out and you look like a much better candidate you Very don't true. need to you don't need just amazing scores you need to be well rounded but you can sort of make up for deficiencies if they're there by going above and beyond in all the other areas okay you know so keep that in yeah. mind
1: and it's, it's, it's the attitude, Doc, right? It's like, I know everyone out there is like, well, is it worth it? Can I? Can't I? You know, I don't know anybody who's done it before. I get that. But if I told you no, would you still apply? Who knows? But was that going to change the way you study? No. You're still going to shoot for the stars, right? You're still going to try to get a high score. So I don't want people out there to be like, well, I can't be a surgeon and I can't do this. So because you could only be family or psych, is that going to change the way you're going to study? Are you not going to study as effectively, efficiently? You're not going to devote your time and your, your overall energy into studying? That's why I hate that kind of mentality of like, well, is it really worth it? Well, it is because we know people in the system because we work with students on a daily basis. We're friends with colleagues of ours that we trained that got into residency and now they're attending. Anything is possible. It's just can you devote time? Will you devote the time? Or will you allow the statistics say, well, it's not worth it. I can't do it, so I'm just going to listen to everybody else and settle for something. Well, it's your future, right? It's not your regular job. You can't work your butt off to get to residency and say, I don't like to be a pediatrician anymore. You kind of want to know what you're doing before you're going in, right? That's the whole point. So please, you br- don't have this mentality. It's not, it's not
0: You brought up an important point uh, that I want to touch on where you said um- – or you at least alluded to the fact that some people who might just want to go into something easier like family might not want to put as much effort into the preparation. You know how many people I know with 260 pluses on both, step one and step two, who just want to be family docs. They just want to be family docs. And I say that as a joke because it's still, uh, it's still a great thing to strive for. Everyone sort of puts, you know, creates this hierarchy of, you know, what's DERM is up here in, in, in radiology. Based on what? Earnings? Who cares? Um, Cause you can make money a lot more money if you're a smart business person in medicine versus just someone who's got a good high paying derm job. So the money should be irrelevant. Um, there's ways around that. But I know a ton of people who've scored exceptionally well on step one and step two, and all they want to do is just have a nine to five family clinic job. So okay. if you think that because you just want to go into family, that you don't have to work as hard because, you know, you just need to pass your exams. You're lucky. Yeah, I got a uh, very rude awakening for you coming down the road when you apply and you might only get two or three interviews at rural programs because you just thought that you could get by and, and you'd still get in. There are people who, you know, they're not just looking for the most uh, challenging specialties to get into. They just want to do something primary care because that's what they really want to do. But they also realize that they need to work hard and get good exam scores because the better your exam scores are, the higher the odds are that you're going to do well on your boards when you're in family or your internal, your in peds and programs want to see that, Hey, this guy's not going to be a risk to us because he crushes his exams just because they got two doesn't mean they're going to be better doctors. It does mean that me, the PD, who's looking at you, the candidate is a little worried of bringing you in because you barely scraped by your step one in your CK. Well, your friend over here who got 250, 260 and wants to be a family doctor and, and did, re- did the volunteer work and, and did the experience, work experience, um, demonstrated that they're passionate about family. It's not just you know, their fallback. I'm going to take them every day. And the reason why is because they're less of a risk of failing, meaning I'm going to put the effort and time and money into training them and they're going to end up passing and practicing, ideally with us. So you have to keep in mind that you can't just hope to squeeze by because you want something less competitive. You have to think of everything as competitive. What do you want to do? And then work your butt off to achieve that. I mean,
1: and that's what a lot of programs have picked up lately. Students Mm -hmm. have the safety net, which is understandable because you're trying to survive. But spoiler alert, if you have nothing on your resume other than a good score, why will you be a great candidate for X, Y, and Z residency? And they're going to ask you that. And they're going to realize you're just picking a residency because it's safe. But you won't have the passion like others do like what dr paul talked about earlier so you got to be very cautious and careful just don't limit yourself from now work your butt off study hard get what has to get done and later make the decision of your life when the time comes simple as that come to us we'll help you with residency roadmap that's what we do on a daily basis
0: yes sir all right next question all right the title of this one is is UWorld world all you need for step 2 ck the- the question Ooh. is, is UWorld world all you need for step two CK? I scored around 230 for step one. Wanna jump in? Yeah.
1: Okay. So I mean they scored they scored 230 on step one. Okay, good. Um, UWorld, I'm assuming the Q Bank. So many students use UWorld, which is one of the best QBanks out there. However, others realize they might use other QBanks as well, online MedEd, so many other resources. So is UWorld all you need for step two CK? The answer could be yes unless you're not doing well if you're taking your nbmes and realizing that because remember the length of the questions really do change you take in step one which is one style of questions and now step two ck is quite different so i would say start off with url see if that works for you granted the more questions you do the better you ideally will score but you also have to adjust and adapt to doing the questions the right way learning how to attack the formula so that was a long version of the short answer of I, usually, it is for Q banks, but don't be afraid to do more if you need to.
0: Yes, so are we operating here under the assumption that they're just referring to is this the only Q bank you need because <laughs> you need to have done be in or finishing up your core rotations too okay. um, yeah. you know because I know a lot of students who might have um, you know taken a break and then came back a few years later to do c k and just think I jump into is UWorld. So really there, there needs to be more details to this question, but just like step one, you need that foundation in place first. That yes. comes from doing your course. You need to do your internal, your surgery, OB-GYN, peds, um, psych, and, and family too, which you should do um, before you take it just because you know it's so relevant to the exam. Um, and then once you've built that foundation, UWorld is the best question bank to test it. So you know, it depends what they're actually asking here. Uh, They got a good step one score. So, you know, but if you build a foundation, use UWorld and then use the NBMEs, which you can use NBMEs for the specific um, topics, right? Like internal, you could do surgery, but you also want to use NBMEs, of course, as a comprehensive assessment. Make sure you adjust yourself accordingly. Um, If you have certain weaknesses, make sure you spend a lot more time bringing those up because, you know, if if you're weak in internal as a whole and you going to the exam with a big weakness in internal you're going to get hammered because it's heavy in internal because internal's got so much to talk about oh i
1: mean you have internal is a big boy and then you have peds and ob those are top three and for those out there listening watching that maybe are feeling or having this question in their minds right now um you can't use as your primary source a lot of students do use this they figure i'm going to just do cku world and first aid, and that's it. So they're taking the explanations from the questions as their primary resource. This is what right. you don't do. If you do that, maybe maybe one or two friends of yours have told you, hey, don't worry about it, just use your world, you're good to go. Again, it all depends upon your foundation of medicine. And it's a lot more than just step one, especially if you have do rotations, have you've done rotations, how strong the rotations were, how much exposure have you had. So ideally, always feel free to reach out to us guys when we wrote this, posted this. But again, like Dr. Paul mentioned, QBank is the best, but you have to have other resources to really solidify the CK Foundation, or else how can you do well on any exam?
0: And uh, I'm just looking at the first qu- the first answer here to this question in this thread. They say UWorld and OME, online med-ed, is all you need.
1: Um, Maybe again,
0: again, this is why forums are so dangerous, because the person fails to address the most important aspect of, of doing well on any of these boards, which is having a foundation in the first place.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And sprinkle a little of this, what they said, but we won't mention what that is. Um, <laughs> you got to be careful the advice you take on, on these public forums. Cause sometimes like this is, you know, a two line question. And then the answer is just, this is all you need. Don't forget guys. If you are getting ready for CK During each core rotation, take the time to put in the work every day to study that information. So if you're doing internal medicine, make sure during your internal medicine rotation, you're putting in the time and effort to learn the internal medicine principles from top to bottom. Now, whether you use a more detailed resource like a Kaplan, which goes into crazy detail, that's what I use though. And what I did during my my, uh, clinicals was if I was doing internal, Every day for two hours after, after rotation was done, I would stay at the hospital, I would study Kaplan for two hours, take notes, and then once I finished all those videos, then I would dive into my UWorld internal medicine questions. And I just did that for every topic. Then, once I finished that, I had surgery, then I had peds, then I had psych, then I had OB. When I was done that, I had this big, thick, juicy book of all the information I needed, and I had done questions. I took the information I got from the questions Annotated it into my book. Then I had, I had a big book. It was like twice his size, about four times thicker. But it had all my information. All I had to do was refer to that to study, take my NBMEs, adjust accordingly, go back, refine my skills, and then do well on CK. But I, I you know, I just I, I can't stress enough how important it is to put in the work to build the foundation.
1: One thing to remember: those listening now, watching, Dr. Paul mentioned he put the effort into creating his own book. He went back and reading it. Please, we have many students we've worked with in the past who are actually on the phone or emails or text messaging. They put the work in creating index cards and writing their own little books, creating books, and they don't go back to review them. So I (laughs) would tell them you wasted your time. Don't do it again unless you can promise to you, not to me, to you, that no matter what you do, you'll go back to review that work you put in. So please, if you're going to put the time into it, review it. If you're not, if you know yourself better, than obviously we know you don't do it. Simple as that. really is.
0: And with that golden piece of advice, let us end the video now. Thank you all for watching. Don't forget to hit the like button below. We'd highly appreciate it. Don't forget to subscribe, set up notifications. Thank you all for stopping by. We hope that was helpful. See you on the next episode. Thank you all for listening. I hope you found that to be helpful. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at real Dr. Paul, and you can follow Dr. Stavros at real Dr. Stavros. I hope you found this episode to be helpful. If you did, please don't forget to leave us a five-star rating and leave a review so we know if you're finding the show to be helpful. We thank you for listening to the show. We know that you could be anywhere right now, but you've decided to spend your time with us. And for that we're forever grateful. Thank you all for stopping by. We'll see you on the next episode.